right, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Hey, Nessie time. Uh, if you're wondering who this lady is on the internet or, you know, uh, who this person's voice that you're hearing uh, on the podcast replay, uh, hey, 76 Groom K, I am Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show, and I'm the owner and operator of LC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together so that you can grow and scale with confidence. Hey, open arms cleaning. I'll see you in a minute. Uh, what, um, what that means is, um, I help you with things like getting your articles of incorporation, uh, getting your DUNS numbers and EIN numbers, uh, making sure you have contracts for clients and partners, uh, brand protection strategies so people don't steal your business ideas, uh, hiring and trading strategies uh, so you don't get sued for discrimination. I help you all of these things. Um, and I also help you help you get established so that you can do things like start establishing business credit, which is something we're going to get into a little later, okay? Now, you might be asking yourself, why, why how is she qualified to help me do all of these things, right? Very happy that you asked. I am a licensed attorney, have been one for 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you're going to need to know. There's no way around it. Okay. So that's why I'm here. Um, yeah, so if you are in the startup phase of your business and you need some help, you know, figuring out, you know, what applications to fill out, you know, where do I get this license? I need a I need a service agreement, you know, I need a DUNS number so I can start getting my products into big box stores and so I can start establishing business credit. Contact me. I want to help you out, okay? Um, how are you going to contact me? Go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. There you are going to be able to book yourself a free 15 minute consultation if you are a first time client. You will also be able to download the free um, biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. As well at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast. So if you ever miss the show, the live broadcast, you can watch at your leisure because we do teach business concepts here, which I'm going to break down in a little bit. At Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, you can also access many of my video trainings and digital products uh, and merchandise. So, you know, I know a lot of you love this show. So if you want to support the show, we've got mugs and we've got teas. Go pick yours up. All right. Mm. But yeah, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is where you can connect with me for whatever you need. Okay. Um, but that is enough about the business side. Let's get to the reason why we are here on tonight. All right. So here is how the show works uh, in 2021. All right. So at the top of the show, we do our NPL nuggets where I teach you a quick business or legal concept um, based on the topic that we are covering for this month. 
Um, and then after that, we get into our stories. Now, where do I find these stories? I found them from all over the place. And two of our stories today were provided by one of, um, you know, one of our viewing family, 76 Grimke. She's always on the prowl looking for stories. She sent me some this morning. So two of our stories were uh, sent to me by her. Um, but I find them everywhere. You guys send them to me. I find them on blog sites. I have Google alerts. I, you know, get ideas on podcasts. I get the, the stories from everywhere. And I pull the ones that have business lessons that we can learn, um, and we discuss them. So this is a time for you to get involved in the discussion. Don't be shy. Ask your questions. Give your comments as long as they're respectful. I will be asking you questions about what's going on. Hi, Luciano Green. I will be asking you to put emojis in the boxes, okay? So you guys want to pay attention, all right? Okay. Uh, so let's get started. Uh, like I said, uh, like I just said at the top of the show for 2021, uh, we are doing uh, our NPL nugget, our business lesson of the day, right? And every month, uh, this year I am covering a different topic of business formation. And for March 1st, for the month of March, we are covering Dunn's numbers. Okay. Um, so Dunn's numbers are very important for a myriad of reasons. One of the most important being business credit. But I, uh, first we need to know before we even get into all that, what is a Dunn's number? A Dunn's number is a nine digit number, another nine digit number like the EIN number that is issued to you by Dunn and Bradstreet. It identifies your business and it tracks every financial transaction that your business does all over the world. And all of that information is sent to Dunn and Bradstreet, which is one of the top credit reporting agencies in the world. Okay. So the, so a Dunn's number is an identification number that is issued to you by this company Dunn and Bradstreet, Bradstreet, which is one of the largest credit reporting agencies in the world. Uh, and they track your business financial transactions all over the world. Okay. So that, so again, we are covering Dunn's numbers the entire month of March. Now, if you want the whole scoop on Dunn's numbers and you don't want to have to wait till the end of March to know what the whole scoop is on Dunn's numbers, go pick up my Dunn's numbers video training. It's called Dunn's numbers, the business passport. If you go to Linktree, <coughs> excuse me, forward slash NPL consulting firm and click the first button, you'll be able to pick up the Dunn's number video training. Okay. But we will be talking more about Dunn's numbers all throughout uh, the month of March. Okay. Um, all right. So now that we've done our NPL nugget, it is time to get to the meat of why we are here tonight. Our stories. Okay. So I need y'all to perk up your ears, perk up your ears. All right. My superhero or comic or graphic novel fans. If you like DC comics, write DC in the comments. <laughs> if you are a DC comics fan, please put DC in the comments. Now, um, I, I do like DC. I will say I like Marvel a little better, but you know, I, I like the both of them. But you know, if you're a fan of DC, give me a DC in the comics. One True Empress is a DC fan. Do we have any more DC fans? Right? Anybody else? Nobody else likes DC? Nessie Time likes DC. All right. Um, okay. And 76 Grimke likes DC. Cool. Have any of you guys heard of um, a shapewear company called 
honey love. Now, um, it would probably be my, my female, um, Cheryl said I'm with you. I like DC, but Marvel is better. And this would probably be my female, um, viewers. You would probably know this brand more than the male viewers were, but honey love is a shapewear line like Spanx or something like that. If you have heard of honey love, please just give me a thumbs up in the comments. Okay. Give me a thumbs up in the comments. Mm -mm, mm -mm. If not, just give me a no. Okay. No honey love. Okay. One true empress said no. 76 Grim Grace said no. All right. I hadn't heard of this, uh, either. I, I posted this in the stories. Um, I did a poll and I believe only one person knew what honey love shapewear is. Okay. Uh, Cheryl said no as well. So here, here's the, here's why DC Comics and a shapewear company are coming to a head. DC Comics is suing, uh, the Honey Love sculptwear line because they are selling shapewear that they are calling Superpower. Um, and Honey Love is trying to trademark the name Superpower, one word, S-U-P-E-R-P-O-W-E-R, uh, for their line of shapewear. Now this, this shapewear runs and it runs at about $80 a pair. Um, and honey love is saying that, you know, it supports, it lifts, you know, it, it gives you that hourglass figure, right? Hey, Margaret. Um, and honey love is trying to trademark the word superpower, all one word. Here's the issue for DC comics. DC comics has two registered trademarks for the phrase superpowers, two words superpowers, right? Um, and it's for clothing. So t-shirts, hoodies, and accessories and things like that for clothing. So DC Comics is, is opposing Honey Love's trademark application for the name superpower for their shapewear line because they are afraid that there is going to be a false association between the DC Comics brand and Honey Love's shapewear line, right? One true empress said, I, I like it, superpower. Okay, you like it, but what I want to know from you guys, do you think that DC Comics is, um, um, do they have a reasonable, uh, a reasonable fear of, um, what you call that? A reasonable fear of confusion in this case. DC Comics is saying, hey, this shapewear line that makes like, you know, girdles and, you know, things that suck in and lift you up for the ladies. We're worried that if they're allowed to call their shapewear superpower, people are going to think it's associated with DC Comics. Um, Trista Bradford said it was on TikTok. Okay, so Trista knows Honey Love from TikTok. Okay, what do you think about it, Trista? One True Empress said different superpower. Girl, a good shapewear will make have you out here looking like, I don't know who, but like it will just completely alter your body chemistry. Okay? Um, but I want to know from you guys, do you think that there is a possibility of confusion if a shapewear company, meaning a company that makes undergarments for women, calls their line superpower, do you think that there is a possibility of confusion that the customers will think that that is associated with the DC comics? Do you? Um, Margaret Massey said, I don't think so. They still sell comics. Um, 
No, I don't know. I'm sure they do still sell comics, but Margaret Massey, they do have trademarks for clothing. You know, you know, um, Marvel and DC, they make t-shirts and stuff, but DC does have a couple of trademarks for the term superpower under clothing. And they're worried that there might be some confusion between them and Honey Love. And I want to, I want to know from you guys, do you think that that is a reasonable fear? Okay. Nessie Time said, you can say that again. <laughs> One True Empress said, not the same. 76 Grimke said, I think so, because DC Comics characters all have some tight, shapely costumes. Okay, and Sincere39 said no. All right, so we've got one person here who came up with with a, an interesting argument. 76 Grimke said, because DC characters all have some tight, tight, shapely costumes. And when we think about it, when have you ever seen a superhero in a baggy outfit, right? But is that enough that there might be confusion that people might see this Honey Love shapewear and think, ooh, girl, that's part of the DC Comics line. They make the shapewear now. DC's making girdles. Let me get my one, let me get my Wonder Woman girdle. Let me get my Superman, you know, I don't know, butt lifting shorts or whatever. Do you think that there is a possibility of confusion with Honey Love superpower uh, shapewear and DC Comics trademarks having to do with clothing? Um, Trista Bradford said, when they see a thick chick, they will know this ain't that. <laughs> okay, so for the most part, most of you think that there's not a real big um, possibility of confusion between DC Comics line of clothing and Honey Love shapewear. Um, Margaret Massey said, I don't think they would think of DC Comics. Um, Trista Bradford said, there is clothing, then, then there's undergarments. Nessie Time said, it's reasonable, but I would not associate a girdle with a DC outfit. 76 Gurkha said, it's a stretch. Girl, you are funny. I like that. Very funny. Very funny. I like that. I love puns. Um, but yeah, okay. So, you know, we've got, we've got a, uh, uh, we've got a plethora of ideas here, but for the most part, you guys seem to think that DC is doing a little bit too much, but you know, they have the right to zealously defend their, their mark. But I personally don't think that there is a possibility of confusion here. I'm not looking to DC comics, you know, to help me suck in this gut. All right. I'm gonna go to the, to the shapewear, uh, section or the shape, the shapewear, um, website or wherever and, and find something that you're going to, that's going to tuck all this in. <laughs> all right. But, uh, yeah, so DC comics and honey love, we're going to have to wait and see what happens. But DC comics has opposed honey loves trademark application for the word superpower. All right. Okay. Mo any questions, any comments before we move on to the next story? Um, I want to, hey, DJ Mott, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Any questions before we move on to story number two? Story number two. Y'all remember Pretty Ricky and uh, Pleasure P came out with boyfriend number two? This is story number two. <laughs> Don't mind me, I'm just being silly. Okay, moving on to our next story. If you have heard of the Woodstock Music Festival, give me a guitar emoji. If you have heard of the Woodstock Music Festival, give me a guitar emoji. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the original Woodstock Festival, I believe it took place in either the 60s or the 70s. It was some big, dirty 
three-day thing where people were doing a lot of drugs and a lot of bands were playing. Um, they did, uh, they tried to do it a couple more times. I think they did it in 1990 and 1994. Thank you, Margaret Massey. Thank you, Sincere39. Thank you, 76 Grimke for the guitar emojis. Um, but yeah, what, Woodstock, it is a legendary, one tramper said Woodstock, yes. Sincere39 said six, oh, that was in the 60s. All right. But yeah, um, Woodstock is a legendary music fest festival. You might, I, I feel like Woodstock, one true empress said her sister was conceived at Woodstock, y'all. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I feel like Woodstock was probably the, uh, the catalyst to a lot of these music festivals that you're seeing these days. Uh, anyway, um, Woodstock's been around since the sixties, right? Uh, Woodstock sells merch, t-shirts and things like that. And Woodstock is trying to, has been trying to, you know, ex expand their empire and they're trying to get into the legal cannabis space in the state that they are in. It's a, you know, the company is based in California, right? So, uh, the problem is there is a company in Pennsylvania called Woodstock Roots. Okay. Um, and they sell rolling papers, lighters, vape pods, and hemp CBD oils. And they have a registered trademark for Woodstock for um, the in, in the class of goods called smoking articles, right? Um, so when Woodstock Roots heard that Woodstock, the festival, the company that manages the festival, was trying to get into, uh, you know, cannabis products, they tried to oppose them and said, hey... We have a registered trademark for Woodstock within, um, you know, for smokers articles. And, you know, we feel like that kind of covers us for the cannabis space. So we don't think that Woodstock should be able to sell ca um, cannabis products under the name Woodstock. What do you think the judge said to Woodstock Roots, this company based in Pennsylvania? What do you think the judge said? Excuse me. What do you guys think the judge said? So you have Woodstock, the original festival that started in the 60s. They still sell merch. They're still making money off that name. They're trying to expand their empire to get into the, the, the legal cannabis space. And then you have this, um, this company in Pennsylvania that sells smokers articles. And they're trying to oppose Woodstock being able to use the name Woodstock for cannabis products under the premise that because they have the trademark under smokers articles, it should extend to cannabis products, right? Uh, one true said at the true first Woodstock, they did it all. So <laughs> this said, you bugging, stop it. Right. Um, the, the court did not agree with Woodstock roots. They said, Hey, yes, you may have a trademark for Woodstock in the area of smokers articles, meaning rolling papers, uh, lighters. Yes, Margaret Massey did, 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 the judge did side with the original Woodstock. You may have a trademark for rolling papers, lighters, vape pods, and hemp CBD oil, but that doesn't mean that Woodstock, the festival, can't come out with their own strain of, you know, of cannabis, right? That doesn't mean that Woodstock can't come out with their, their own cannabis products because your smokers articles are not in the same class of goods as Woodstock's 
cannabis articles in the state where it is legal. So Woodstock, the festival company, they're going to be able to, you know, go ahead with selling their cannabis products. Um, One True Empress is all about this. She said, yes, I agree. Okay. I feel like if the world opens up again, uh, One True Empress is going to try and go to Woodstock. (laughs) All right. Okay. Um, before we move on to our last two stories of the evening, I want to remind you, you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business and you need a legal friend to hold your hand through the journey of entrepreneurship to get you set up so you can get all of those, you know, the paperwork set up so you can go open that bank account so you can apply for that business loan so you can get that business credit card. Come see your girl. Come help. Let come to me so I can help you get set up. Go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm so we can get your business formation under control. All right. Go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. If you're a first time client, you can book a free 15 minute um, consultation. All right. Moving on to our fourth, a uh, little not fourth, third. Our third story of the evening. Uh, do I have any beer lovers here? If you like beer, give me that beer glass emoji. If you like beer, give me that beer glass emoji. I'm not a big, yeah, I don't like beer. I, if, when I do drink, which is sparingly, I like wine or fruity drinks. If you like beer, please give me the beer emoji. And while you do that, I'm going to give you uh, some background as to why I'm, I'm asking you this, okay? So in uh, in San Antonio, Texas, there is a distillery. Cheryl said no beer. 76 Grace said it's okay. All right. In San Antonio, Texas, there is a company called Dorcal Distilling, and they make beer, okay? Uh, and they have... Um, a kind of beer that they, they have a, um, a line of beer that they make that's called the High Wheel Betty Kolsch, right? They've been making this beer since 2016. You can actually see the picture of the beer if you go look at my Facebook or my IG stories, okay? Um, and the can, the way it looks, it has like a 50s pinup girl and it says Betty on the top, right? And Door Call Distill, uh, hey, hey, Shogun Assassin, Door Call Distilling has a trademark for the for the name of the beer and the style of the of the text so the font the way that betty is written on the can Dorcall has a trademark on that right here's the issue there is um a brewery in austin texas called saint elmo brewery right um and they came out with a they came out with a seasonal limited edition beer that is called betty and it doesn't have a picture on it but it's it's called betty it's like a blue Blackberry something. You can see the name of it again in my IG stories. And, uh, but the thing is, Dorcal Distilling says that the way that St. Elmo has Betty written on their, uh, limited edition beer is way too close to Dorcal's and they are suing them for trademark infringement. On top of that, apparently St. Elmo Brewery has, um, a history of copying other other brands and other celebrities like they've used Dolly Parton and and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle imagery for their stuff. So apparently they're not new to you know using people's brands. But in this case, Dorcall is saying, hey, the way that Saint Elmo 
writes Betty is way too close to the way that we write Betty. And we have this form of Betty locked down when it comes to beer. So I want to know from you guys, if you had a chance to look at the picture in my, my stories, it said to, it was, you know, one of those too close for comfort pictures. Do you think that Dorkov has a valid argument that the two Bettys are too close or are they doing too much? What do you think? If you need to pop out and go check the stories real quick, real quick go check it out. Look for the picture that has the bet. It says Betty. There's like a, a beer can on it. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, you should be able to 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 hear this for a few to to see the pictures for a few more hours. I'll also post the results. But I want to know from you guys: Do you think that these two Betty beers? Is there room for both of them in the market in the marketplace? Hi, Margaret. Oh, you sw- you switch devices. Okay. Is there room for two Betty beers in the marketplace? Are these two Bettys these the stylized way that Betty is written, the particular way that Betty is written? Are they too close to each other? What do you think? Let me know what you think. Uh, one true empress said, it, uh, yeah, Betty and beer, th- they're too close. 76 Grimcrate said they're doing too much. Did not see it. Cheryl said they do not look alike to me. Okay. So we've got one person who says it's too close and two people who say it's not. Um, and that's pretty much, uh, the way it was kind of in the polls. I think most of you said it was not too close. I have to go check the poll again. But um, for me, yes, the font is very similar. I might think that, you know, if I saw them sitting next to each other in a liquor store, I might think that the two might be related just because the Bettys are written so similarly. But it, but then also the color scheme is off, you know? Um, since 39 said, yeah, too close. All right. So it seems like we're, we're kind of evenly divided here over those who think it's too close and those who think it's not. Um, so there, you know, but again, that's why there, there's a lawsuit happening and Dork Hall is, uh, suing St. Elmo for this. So we're going to have to wait and see, uh, what the judge thinks about, you know, this stylized writing of Betty and see, uh, you know, who wins. But uh, it seems like we are a house divided here and evenly divided. I don't even know which way this should go. Uh, while I think there are similarities, I'm still kind of on the fence as to whether there'd be confusion. Okay. The heck? Who was knocking on my door like that? <coughs> Hold on. <coughs> Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I heard somebody knocking on the door and I was like, what is going on? Anyway, um, the touch of soul. Sorry to people in podcasts that, you know, you can't be too careful these days. I got, I got to know what's going on in my space. All right. Moving on to our final story of the evening. Now, uh, does anybody watching right now, does anybody here color their hair? Doesn't have to be for grays. If you, any color, like I've dyed my hair a couple times. I've dyed it like super black. I love when my locks are super black. But whether you dye your hair black, purple, rainbow, whatever, hey, the sincere God, if you have ever dyed your hair, uh, 
give me a give me a, a thumbs up. Um, Seventy six Grimka said she is a blonde. I never see your hair in your in your avatar. Seventy six Grimka, you need to change the picture so I can see that blonde hair. <clears throat> Nessie time um, dyes her hair. Margaret dyes her hair. Okay, all right. Um, so my friends who dye their hair, or if you're into hair or whatever, or hair color, right? Have any of you ever heard of the hair care line called Celeb Luxury? If you have heard of Celeb Luxury, please give me a CL in the comments, okay? So if you've heard of Celeb Luxury, the hair care line, Celeb Luxury, give me a CL in the com, com in the comments. And then if you have heard of the hair care line, Kara Color, give me a K in the comments. If you have heard of the hair care line, Kara Color, give me a K in the comments. Okay, so 76 Grim Cake, give me a no. Trying to see if, if you guys have heard of any of these brands, okay? While you give me those answers, uh, here's some background. So Celeb Luxury was started by someone by the name of Leland Hirsch. It is a Florida hair care company. Uh, Leland Hirsch has worked with, uh, you know, Okay, Nessie Time and 76 Scream K have heard of Caracolor. Uh, Leland Hirsch has, you know, worked with Vogue and Harper's Bazaar um, and created a patented, a line of patented color depositing shampoos and conditioners and received a trademark for that line, which was called Color Wash. So they got a trademark for the word Color Wash, registered trademark, right? Celeb Luxury is currently suing Caracolor because on Amazon, they are selling their own, you know, um, color, color conditioning shampoos and conditioners and using the term color wash, right? Um, and Celeb Luxury is suing Caracolor for trademark infringement. Now, um, I want to know from you guys, what do you think color wash is, is, for those of you dye hair, is that a common word in the hair color, you know, space? I'm not that well versed in hair color, but is color wash a generic term in the hair color space? Because Celeb Luxury, they were able to obtain a trademark for it in 2015. But for me, I, w I wouldn't think that it was like, you know, a trademarked phrase. I would think that it was common in that arena. So to my girls who know about color and hair, is color wash a generic term? Oh, um, Margaret Massey said, I just leave it to my beautician. Don't know the brand. All right. Margaret said, I leave it to the professionals. Well, Margaret, next time you go to, um, you go to your, uh, your beautician, ask her if she knows about the celeb luxury or the Caracolor lines. Uh, Nessie Time says she thinks it's a generic term. 76 Grim Cray said, I have never heard that term. Okay, so I guess celeb luxury did make it up. Well, either way, uh, apparently Caracolor has been selling their own type of color wash shampoos and conditioners on Amazon, and celeb luxury found out, and they are now suing Caracolor for <coughs> trademark infringement. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter how big or how small you are. If you are trying to use somebody else's mark out here in the marketplace, you can get sued. Carrick, look, nobody, none of y'all have heard of Celeb Luxury, but you have heard of Caracolor, right? So think about that. If Caracolor came out with their color wash 
and you're thinking it's their line and it's not. And then you go to another store and you're looking for, for color wash and you find celeb luxury. The touch of soul said, I've worked in spas for years and never heard of them and never heard and, and never heard that term. Okay. So touch of soul has never heard the term color wash in the, in the hair color space. Okay. So apparently it's a unique term. Pardon me, that, that's not my area of expertise. Uh, so Celeb Luxury, you know, they cornered the market on that word, and Caracolor is out here using it willy-nilly without permission, and now they're getting sued. Um, so, of course, Celeb Luxury wants an injunction, meaning they want the court to legally tell Caracolor to stop selling this color wash line, and they also want damages and attorney's fees, right? Um, so this is just a word to the wise. Don't use other people's marks because you will get sued. All right. Um, all right. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So we are, those were the stories that I wanted to talk to you guys, to, uh, wanted to talk to you guys about. I don't know why I can't talk tonight. Those are the stories I wanted to talk to you about tonight. Okay. Um, so I want to thank you guys for your participation tonight. We had a big crowd. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for, you know, indulging me with my, my emojis and things like that. Uh, I want to remind you guys to go to Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, book your one-on-one sessions, uh, pick up the Dunn's number video training. We are covering Dunn's numbers the entire month of March. If you need, uh, if you are looking to build business credit, the beginning of that is a Dunn's number, okay? If you missed the NPL nugget, make sure you go back and watch the replay to catch the NPL nugget at the uh, beginning of the show. Uh, we will be back tomorrow night uh, with at 8 p.m. with more stories. Margaret Massey said, how do companies know that someone is using their trademark? Well, um, when you get a trademark, it's your job to be diligent about, you know, making sure people aren't misusing your mark. And if you're a big enough company, you have entire legal departments whose job it is to look out for people who are, uh, you know, using your mark like that. Now, if you're, if you're just one person, yeah, it can be a daunting task. There are some services that will, you know, uh, do the research for you, of course, for a fee, but for the most part, if, um, when you have a trademark, it's up to you to, to, to do the work and make sure that nobody is out here using your brand without your permission. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, okay. Before I close out, I think I forgot to say at the top of the show, but Hey mom, Hey dad, Hey Joey. Hi to my family and friends who watch. Um, Make sure you guys go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and grab your merch. We'll be back here at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow. If you find any stories that you want me to talk about, please, please, please send them to the inbox. Be like 76 Grim K. She's like the unofficial, you know, writing team for the show. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I will see you tomorrow. Take care of yourselves and rest well, okay? Bye-bye.